0: This is Caps PA announcer, Wes Johnson, and you're listening to What The Puck! Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of What The Puck. It is a Washington Capitals podcast, which means it's a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Well, remember those 2018 Stanley Cup Finals? Remember those days? Man, that was fun. Some good times. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days. You know, when you're in the good old days, I just totally butchered that line from the office. I'm no. sorry. I was like, what, what are you quoting right now? <laughs> but here we are. It is 2023. The Caps have merely 10 games left in this season, and the chances of them making the playoffs are slim to none. Let's just say no chances whatsoever. Uh, but joining me, as always, to talk all about it, my buddy Dan. What's going on, man? How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How you doing, man?
0: Doing good, feeling all right. The Caps, uh, it's the s- springtime, baby. It's uh, it's almost time for this season to wrap up. The Capitals are ten games away from the end. Uh, what are, what are you what are you thinking right now? I mean, I hate to say it, but like, are we already talking about draft picks and off season moves and stuff like that? I mean, I know ten games is ten games. It's going to be ten games of hockey to watch on TV, but. I don't know. I feel like I'm more excited for the Frozen 4 tournament than I am for these caps games coming up.
1: I was going to say uh I'm usually talking about the off season uh in like November mid October Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> say mid October. Like I'm always talking about the off season cuz I always I don't know, I find player movements and signings and trades uh, just interesting and fascinating stuff. But no, I mean, I think to an extent that conversation has to happen. I'm sure it's already happened in the Caps front office in terms of what their choices are going to be for this summer. And I think we all know what they're going to be in terms of uh, player moves. I think to an extent there's some interesting choices they're going to have to make. I think a lot of the hard choices they already made at the deadline in terms of moving out a lot of the guys who were scheduled to be unrestricted free agents. They re-signed a lot of guys. One of them actually being uh, shortly after we recorded every time, right after we record. I can't wait to see what
0: happens tomorrow. Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs)
1: Somehow tomorrow they'll make another trade, even though they're not allowed to. Caps re-signed Trevor Van Riemskij. So they got the defenseman. Three years, $9 million deal. Comes out to a cap hit of $3 million, because that's how math works. And so it makes sense. I mean, they're top. Six defensemen are more or less set for next season in terms of who's playing with whom. That's obviously not set, and that can change between now and the end of the regular season. Um, you know, before the summer and the next season. But there's a lot of questions this team has. Like I was saying, less than before. But then there's some interesting choices they have to make. And I think you know the conversations um, at least at it's not Kettler anymore. What's it called again?
0: MedStar Capitals. MedStar. Iceplex.
1: Thank you, MedStar Capitals Iceplex. At the practice rink, there are choices that are going to have to be made in terms of some of the players that didn't work out this year, um, injuries, and how this team's going to look next season. I mean, I think even McClellan came out and said they're looking for a top six winger next year, so we know that's going to be uh, a focus for them in this offseason. I think that's why they went out and acquired a lot of those draft picks is because that's capital that you can use to package with the player or not package with the player to be able to go out and acquire that top six winger that you're looking for. There's choices to be made about Anthony Mantha. He's still got a year left on his contract in terms of if you think you're going to keep him around or not. I was reading on the athletic El Bashir's mailbag. People were asking questions about Mantha. And how it sounds like the coaches are a little bit happier with him than the front office might be, but if the coaching staff is not coming back next year, then that may be irrelevant. So my guess is that Mantha is on his way out at some point this summer. Uh, you got to make a decision about Connor Sheary and Craig Smith. My guess is Craig Smith is going to go to unrestricted free agency. Unrestricted free agency, there we go, and sign somewhere else. I wouldn't be surprised to see Connor Sheary re-signed, but I also feel like. There's likely I have to imagine there's going to be a new coaching staff in place before free agency. And so some of these decisions might be made with that new coaching staff and head coach in terms of who they might be able to bring in and what the decisions will be made regarding Connor Sheary. And then I think there's going to have to be a conversation about Yevgeny Kuznetsov and the disappointment that his season has been, especially defensively. He's not living up to his contract. He's not living up to the expectations. He's not living up to what the Caps need to be a productive team that can make a run in the playoffs and try and win another cup. And if he's not prepared to do that or incapable of doing it, then the Caps need to find a way to potentially move on from him and bring in someone who can provide them what they need. But looking at the team now versus what, four weeks ago, the questions are very different. Some of them are the same, but there's a lot of different questions. Some of them, like I said, are just gone because you don't have to worry about what are you going to do with Dimitri Orlov? What are you going to do with, uh, what's his name, Gustafsson? What are you going to do with this guy and that, you know, Hathaway? Like, we know what they're going to be doing. And the other thing I really want to see in these next few weeks as the cap season kind of wraps up, like, yes, there's a chance they're going to make the playoffs, but I, I think there's a better chance of them getting Connor Bedard than it is them making the playoffs. And... Mm-hmm. I want to see more of these young guys play. I mean, once if Carlson can make his way back, I know we'll talk about him in a minute. If Jensen's playing again, I, I, I don't want to see Matt Irwin. It's nothing personal, but you're <laughs> 35 dude. Like I don't want to see you in the lineup. I want Alexiev playing every night. I don't want to necessarily call up guys from Hershey. Like we don't have to call up Iorio and have him playing or, or Lucas Johnson, but I don't want Alexiev up in the press box. I want the young guys playing. And, you know, it was another thing in in Tarek Elbashir's athletic. Sorry, I'm going on a rant here or ramb- rambling. But, like, Tarek was talking about how fans were – I guess someone wrote in and was complaining about how, like, the young guys aren't getting minutes. And, like, I get it from a coaching perspective. Like, this is a win-now league. And this was a win-now team. And that's why, you know, the coaches have to an extent went with the veteran players. But once they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, I don't want to see guys that aren't going to be part of the future. I want Alexia in the lineup, getting good minutes every night. I want to see Protus playing every game. Like, these are guys that need to be playing because they're going to be here next season. And if that means that Craig Smith's sitting up in the press box, like, sorry, dude, but you're likely not going to be here next season. You'll be 34 at the start of next season. And this team needs to get younger. I don't want that to impact Hershey and what they're trying to do and getting those guys good minutes and hopefully a nice run in the Calder Cup playoffs. But I want Alexi Protus playing. I want Milano getting more minutes. I want... Strom getting more minutes. And, I, you know, it doesn't. that's not taking away from Ovechkin's chance to score goals by any mean. So that's what I think this team needs to see, and that's where our conversation is going to start go- Both you and I and general Caps fans, conversation is going to start going because this season was not even remotely what it should have been. They're not even a mid-time,
0: uh, like as we say in European football, they're not even a mid-table side. They're not even
1: mid-standings. They're worse
0: than that. Yeah, it is really unfortunate, and – um this season's definitely not what we thought it was going to be. I said this before at a past show. It was all right. We got to fix a, the goaltending. We got to fix the goaltending, and they brought in two goaltenders, which I've been, you know, pretty impressed with. They've done the job, but um, still major issues. The defense still a major issue. Everybody was talking about. You know, when we were on the Locked On Capitals podcast back in November, it was, what do we do about John Carlson? We got to get John Carlson out of here. And you see what happens. He gets injured. He's out. And this defense completely and totally falls apart uh, without him out there. It's 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 absolutely horrendous, some of the defense out there. I mean, wasn't it like the last, not counting the, the Columbus game, but the last two or three games in a row, first shot on goal, and the opposing team... Got a goal, like I mean that that doesn't that shouldn't be happening, at all. I, I'm intrigued though. You brought up Yevgeny Kuznetsov. I feel like that's the conversation we had two years ago, after the 2021 season, and how that was a disappointment. It was we got to let we got to let Kuzi go. It's time. Let's move on. We're done with him. And he looked okay last year, but now it feels like we're right back uh, to where we started.
1: I mean, he's getting. His points, right? He's third on the team in points right now. He's got 51 and 71 games. The problem with that is that you have to compare that because this is a league that has a salary cap. You have to compare that to what he's earning. And those don't line up when you're at, what is he at? $7.8 million a season, which in like every other sport is nothing. But when you're at $7.8 million a season, you're the third highest cap hit on this team. You need to be producing consistently, and he's just not. Like he's just not producing consistently. You need to be close to a point per game player, and at the moment he's, he's I haven't done the math, but he. I don't know exactly what it is because I don't. You know, just didn't do it. Forgot. <laughs> he's not. He, he's not where he should be. He's not where this team needs him to be. I mean, he's right now in the same amount of games played. Dylan Strome has three less assists, but five more goals. But Strong's not playing on the top line every single night. I mean, Kuznetsov's not as every single night, but he's getting plenty of opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He should be producing. And defensively, he's a liability. And for a team that wants to make a run, you need everybody contributing in all, all facets, all aspects of the game, and he's not. The question is going to be, with two more years at $7.8 million, who are you sending him to, and what do you think you're going to get back? Are you going to get a, a first-line center? I think it's safe to say that Nicholas Backstrom... Is not a first-line center anymore. That's with sad. With injuries, with his age, he's still a very good center. Don't get me wrong. And I, I, it could be people screaming right now, like, what the F are you talking about? Like, he is actually quite good. You know, right now, where's Backstrom? He's got 15 points in 29 games. You know, what was that next season? Could he be back to being a first-line center? Do you want him to be a second-line center and your first line is someone else who can step up a little bit more? Maybe it is, you know, Dylan Strome. Yeah. That is next season's problem. But the question I have right now is, is Kuznetsov worth the money that they're spending on him? And that sounds harsh to say, but that's a reality in sports, especially a sport with a salary cap. You have to produce at the level of what you're making, right? He was offered that much money. That's not his fault. But when you accept it, you take on the responsibility of having to live up to that money, right? You can't just take that money. I mean, you can and you're not a very nice person. You can take that money and then just be not good. But that that impacts the team. He's right now taking up nine point five percent of the team's caps, which is you know doesn't sound like a ton, but when you have you know twenty three guys, at least twenty guys, you have to have cap space for that becomes a problem. So if I'm the Capitals, I'm listening and maybe even making some phone calls and being like, hey, we're interested in so and so. Would you be interested in taking Kuznetsov? You know, he's if anything, he might be motivated to be like, you're gonna trade me, you know, and maybe he tears it up for his new team. But if I'm the Caps. I'm looking, do I need a new first-line, second-line center?
0: Uh, You brought up the veterans and the young guys and all that kind of stuff, too. And while I do agree with you, I do think we do need to see Alexiev and Protas on the ice as much as possible. I think you do have a lot of veterans on this team that don't want to give up their spot. And I know Matt Irwin, he was a guy that we were making fun of last year because he sat for so long and he kind of knew his job was to – to be there just in case, but he has played a whole lot this season, and I I don't even think he was expecting it, but as an older guy, he's not just going to give up his spot for the young rookie. if uh, They still want to win. Veterans still want to win. They they might not be as fast or be able to heal as quickly as the young guys, but they still want to win. If you listen to uh, Caps this morning, which uh, we do have to say, Welcome back to John Walton to uh, the radio lineup and to uh, the podcast, his Caps This Morning podcast. Uh, he, he took some time off after the death of his brother and uh, the um, birth of his his child. So congratulations to him on the birth of his kid. And um, it's uh, I'm I'm happy he took as much time as he needed to be away from us. Uh, but it's it's great to have him back. But he was talking to. Uh, uh, Tarek about this and how yeah it is a a a win now league or whatever but these veterans they're they're not giving up their spot they they want to they want to be in the lineup so I doubt we see a lot of younger talent in these last couple games even though these last 10 games kind of mean nothing but I agree with you I would like to see some of this younger talent get a chance to uh to play in the NHL I think it would be good for them I mean just looking at it We've got the Penguins coming up on the 25th this Friday – or Saturday, I'm sorry – this Saturday – we got the Pittsburgh Penguins, we're in Pittsburgh. That's a great chance for some young talent to kind of feel what that rivalry is really about, to see what it's all about. Maybe a little motivation for next year of wanting to be in the lineup next year in the NHL so you can experience that again. You've got the Islanders and uh the uh Tampa Bay Lightning next week. Those are two two teams that you could really let some young guys loose to see what they're gonna do. I mean, what is there to lose at this point? So I, I wanna see I games. wanna <laughs> Yeah, I want to see Alexiev. Alexiev <laughs> has, has not done much, but I think with more time on the ice. I like I, what I've seen from him. I, yeah, I want to see I like... more
1: minutes. He's, I think he's top six next year.
0: No. No way. Alexiev? Yeah. On the defense? He's definitely in the
1: top six guys playing. I mean, he's got to have a bad camp, I think, to lose it. I think next year, it's and not in this order necessarily like a lineup, but it's it's Carlson, Favari, Jensen, um, um, Sandin, who I'm I love that kid. I don't know why Toronto gave him up. Um, blah, 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 blah. Van Reemsdijk and Alexiev.
0: I, I think then- Alexiev is probably splitting his time between Hershey and the Caps next uh, next year. Just because I feel like he is going to be uh, the, the low man on the totem pole. I think that he's kind of shown that he can be at the NHL, but he might not be getting consistent minutes, kind of like we saw with Connor McMichael this year. So I can see him splitting time between Hershey and Washington next year, but we'll see.
1: I don't like him. I like what I've seen. I, oh, no, I um, do too, but I don't know if he's well, ready Well, here's yet. the thing. So I, I've never been great at this part in terms of fig- – I mean, that well, I've been okay at it. Trying to figure out how many games before they're mathematically eliminated or mathematically made the playoffs or whatever the case may be. So they are five points, although they played one more game than Florida, behind the Panthers for the second wild card spot, which that'd be nice when them to make the playoffs, but then they play Boston. They're going to get hammered. Yeah, what's the, the point? What, what's the that'd point of going right now? Super – awkward <laughs> to go up against Orlov and Hathaway in the playoffs. Oh, that'd be fun. What if they actually did that and then knocked out Boston? That would be, that'd be a good story to write. I'm sure the reporters would be like, Ooh, I can write a story <laughs> about that. Um, I would imagine it's what, five. So, I mean, it could be a good number of games where they can still fight for a playoff spot, but I think once they're mathematically eliminated, right. That's when the young guys need to play and get minutes. Right. And that might not be for the last, you know, I mean, based on their playing, it'll be like tomorrow. But that could be, you know, not for the last couple games of the regular season. Fine. Then I want to see the young guys playing in the last couple games of the regular season. Like I don't want to hear any of this nonsense about, oh, we're playing to win. No, you're not. You 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 weren't doing that earlier in the season when you had an opportunity to actually make the playoffs. Don't give me like you you're oh, it's important to win now. No, you suck. That's the problem. You're not a good team this season and you need to start focusing on next year. But I get it that you might want to wait until, you know, after the uh, until you've been mathematically eliminated, because at that point you're just playing out the rest of your games. But I am, make something out of the rest of your games.
0: I am shocked that the Caps lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets, the worst team in the league. God, last, uh, that was
1: so bad.
0: When you score six goals and that's still not enough. To get you that win, something's definitely wrong, especially on a night where there was so much pomp and circumstance before the game. You're honoring your captain Alexander Ovechkin for his 802 goals, which happened in December, but it's you know mid to late March, and you're celebrating now, which was weird to me. But um, all of that's going on. The Ovechkins are are watching from a booth. You're all wearing number eight jerseys during warmups. And to come out and lose an OT? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, just something. Lose after dominating the possession in overtime. That was even yeah. more frustrating.
1: Like, I saw them take it out the ice, and I was like, uh-oh. And then was that Kuznetsov on D, who, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he played that really poorly. I don't know if it was him
0: or not, to be honest.
1: I, that whole, like, they just kept playing around with the puck, and I got it. They were looking for a good opportunity, and you wouldn't just force it. But to an extent, Columbus could kind of just like sit back and just keep cycling with you. They didn't really make them move. Uh, That's stupid. Of course they made them move. They didn't like force them into tough spots and have to make decisions. And Columbus just waited until an opportunity presented itself for them. And then they took advantage of the opportunity versus the Caps just, while they dominate possession, they didn't really make much of it. I mean, they had one or two good shots that just didn't go in. But it it should have never gone to overtime. Like that game perfectly... Uh, captured the cap season in that they're just not very good. Like, you, all you have to do is get in the playoffs and anything can happen. And I get it. That's why they're fighting to make the playoffs. But this is a team right now that, that I'm pretty confident I know what's going to happen in the playoffs, and it's going to be – they're going to get swept.
0: Yeah. Which I was flipping in between the Columbus game and the uh, – the was it the the baseball what – what's that thing called? The World Baseball Classic? Oh, the World – yeah, Cup? something like that. Is it a World Cup of ba- I don't know what it's called, but it's you know it's the it's the it's the the baseball World Championship. I don't know what it is. I was flipping between those two games, and I was just thinking, I was like, I, I'm really invested in the Caps game, but man, hockey needs like a World Cup type of tournament. Like I know the World Championship is in May, and it's usually not featuring NHLers or whatever, but that U.S. versus Japan game, uh, the baseball game last night really people were invested people were into it the crowds were going nuts like hockey is is missing the boat on that
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i know hockey players coming out about it right now because they're not happy with the fact that they haven't really gotten to play in some of this stuff um i mean it. i mean it's just there's something about i mean look at the world cup how exciting it is and i know you're not a soccer fan but it's still exciting to see hold
0: on hold that thought um what are your thoughts on the Wales team? Why are you asking
1: me? I'm confused as to where we're going with this. Do you like
0: Do you like that team? Is that a good team? So, so the reason I bring this up is that a listener of my other podcast, The Call, he apparently mm-hmm. is not from England. He is from Wales, and he was in town. My buddy Josh had dinner with him, and he gave Josh and I Wales uh, jerseys, like official. Oh, really? official jerseys which i have not seen it yet but like i want to know is that like a good team because like i feel like i need to support that team now
1: so the wales national team is okay uh they were at the world cup they were up against the u.s yeah it was uh iran and wait iran u.s england wales i believe and i think wales finished in fourth if i remember correctly I mean, they're 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 okay. It's cool okay. to have. Don't okay. get me wrong. All right. Like, if I had the opportunity to get one, I'd have one. Okay. Um, All right. Good to know. Good to know. I was just curious. That's because I'm a huge fan of Aaron Ramsey. Somehow this is a hockey podcast. <laughs> this is what happens
0: when the Caps suck. <laughs> we just yeah, true. We don't really have anything to talk
1: about. Yeah, maybe we need to get Ryan on here. He and I can talk about uh, European football. We're, we both are fans of not only the Capitals, but I believe Borussia Dortmund over in Germany. Um... Or is he a Byron fan? I can't remember. Anyways, going back to the Caps and how they suck. Yeah, and well, one thing that
0: doesn't suck.
1: I had to bring this up. Well, I forgot about one guy before, though. Sorry to cut you off. I remember one other question we have to talk about. I, I completely forgot. Or the Caps I have to talk about is what to do with Connor Brown. And according to Tarik El-Bashir, it sounds like there's some interest on the Caps, uh, maybe more than some, to sign him for next season because he was essentially signed to fill in for, not fill in, but like, Take the spot of Tom Wilson before until Wilson came back and then he his knee exploded towards ACL four games into the season. But I think that's definitely if you can get him for, and we talked
0: about this before, if you can get him for the right money, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean we, we didn't see him play barely anything. So I mean, what's the harm in trying it again? <laughs> I mean, why not? Just do it. But one thing we gotta talk about that does not suck, that is actually pretty cool, uh, the cherry blossom jerseys the capitals will be wearing the warm-up sweaters those are nice man those look really wow. really cool i like that
1: i gotta bring i saw it earlier i gotta bring them back up those are actually pretty those are nice i, I don't know if they're like they're not like the warm-up jerseys for the stadium series game nice in terms of like i would want those to be a, you know the regular jersey they wear yeah where did they go Oh,
0: they're uh, apparently they're also selling merch, but it looks like it has to be at MedStar or at Capital One. There's nothing on like a website available. But I want I want a shirt or something with this uh, cherry blossom logo for the Capitals. I, I love it's it. It's nice. awesome.
1: It's pretty nice. And you know, seeing how things are going, I mean, the Nats. I think I, I'm probably wrong, but I feel like the Nats are one of, it, if not the first team to kind of start playing up the cherry blossoms. Right. You know, within a within a year or two, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see fanatics, not have something out. Can we talk about that? I know we're going to do that down in um, around the NHL, but we might as well bring it up here. Okay, let's do it. And how it like will play a role with the Caps. So, the NHL announced this week, we knew that the deal with Adidas was ending. Internet of Adidas being the outfitter for uh, the league's jerseys. It's like 10 years ago, more than that, the NHL partnered with Fanatics to basically be their online store. Fanatics will now be making all of the NHL's jerseys that you'll see players wearing on the ice. So, I... I I feel like people are not excited about it. And I uh, understand and support that because I have stuff from fanatics where the logo is like not in the middle of the t-shirt, like it's supposed to be. And like, things are kind of shoddy. So I can understand everyone's sort of skepticism regarding it. We still have another year of Adidas. It's going to be okay. We'll see what the future behold. But I think it's going to be interesting in terms of like what that might mean for the future in terms of the capitals. My understanding is, based again on Tariq Elbashir's mailbag post, because someone asked about it, that the team is not looking to change their logo or jerseys anytime soon. They apparently are looking at doing something special. I think it's not next season, but the season after the 2024, 25 season in honor of their, their 50th anniversary that they're looking at having something special. Then my guess is it'll be some sort of patch, you know, or maybe they go with the old jerseys for a season. Um, but, you know, when they change kids, um, went back to soccer talk when you change your outfit or maybe that could be something interesting for the Capitals.
0: I know we're not getting any more reverse retros, Brandon. I know you're upset about that. That's a bummer. And I'm shocked about that because around the league, it seems like most teams like their reverse retros more than they like their primaries, not just caps. But like, look at the all star game. All of them were wearing the reverse retros. So I'm kind of surprised that they're, they're, they're doing away with that. Maybe that's an Adidas thing. But I think that's a bummer because I love the, the Capitals' black reverse retros from this year. And, and I'm very sad to see them go away. I, I get it, though, to an extent because, like, you don't want
1: it to become stale. Kind of right. like these stadium series and outdoor games are to an extent where you're doing it so much that they're like, enough, it's not fun anymore. Right. Like, you don't want it to become stale. And I'm very curious as to what they're going to do next because I was reading an article about this from uh, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN. And he was talking about how the NHL has sort of is like pushing FNAX to be like, do your own thing, do something interesting, like come up with the next big reverse retro type thing. So I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they can come up with. Now that I said that, it's probably going to be garbage. Yeah, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, we will see what happens. I love these cherry blossom sweaters. I think they're a great look. Uh, I, I can't wait to see him in action and um i don't know i think it's uh, April 2nd is the game they'll be sporting them so i definitely won't be able to afford one on the auctions but uh who knows i i, I like it i think it's really cool it's nice because uh, it's it's a dc thing you know that's that's what people flock oh, yeah. to to uh the the title basin to see uh but anything else we should talk about here in caps world
1: uh let's give you a couple things uh i think a little credit needs to be uh had given i don't know to me for the new for to you the new <laughs> definitely considering how much work you put into the show rasmus sandin their new defenseman he's the only player in caps history to have three or more multi-point games in their first four games with the team that note is via nbc sports washington i really like the move i was really skeptical at first when we were like we gave up a player and a first round pick we just got from boston that i really wanted us to turn around to use on jacob chukran right we we gave up all that for this dude I'd never even heard of until that day. And I, now I'm watching him play, and I'll be like, ooh, well done. <laughs> I like this kid. I mean, he you know he's a top-four defenseman for this team next season. He could be a top-pairing defenseman for this team at some point in the future. But I like what they got. I like that they got him under team control for <laughs> – it's baseball terminology, I feel like. They got him locked up for at least another year, and then he's a restricted free agent. He's only – he just turned 23 I mean, this team's defense is moving in the right direction. It's not a bunch of old guys now. You got an old, you know, an older veteran guy with a younger guy. Oldest man right now is uh, what do you have? Is Jensen older? Yeah, Carlson at thirty three. Midway through next season, he becomes thirty four. Jensen turns thirty three in September. Van Riemsdyk this summer will turn thirty two. But then you got guys who are twenty three and Sandine, Alexiev's 23, Favari's 23, like you, you know you got a nice mixture of veteran players which Favari basically is at this point and young and Sandine to an extent and young guys who are going to be on this team for for hopefully
0: a good number of years. I was so scared when Sandine went down. What was, what game was that? I texted you. Was it late last week or something like that, but he went down and couldn't put any weight on his leg and I'm like here we go. That's great. Great, wonderful news. This guy we just spent all this money on, and he's hurt already. Lovely. But, you know, it, it, it seems like he's going to be okay. Uh, um, Top-line guy. I'm happy to see him uh, on this team. What is his nickname? I've been calling him the Sandman, but I feel like if he doesn't pan out, people are just going to start calling him Sardines. Like, what do you well, think is – I
1: think – so I saw someone <laughs> – going back to Targul this year – um someone asked him about if uh enter sandman by metallica is going to be his goal song great song. and apparently he hasn't picked one yet but he was like if it's not like what are we doing here <laughs> like it's per it's almost perfect i have to imagine you know something like that could work but then i feel like you will not call him sandman but then like you know he's gonna be falling asleep i don't know um i imagine the player something with an ie or a y at the end whether it be like sandy or something like that will be his nickname i'm sure Okay, I do enjoy seeing all these like little snippets of the players' warm ups. Yeah, like before they go out there, and they're all nuts. They're a bunch of weirdos.
0: (laughs) They are a bunch of weirdos with some of the stuff that they do. Um, Other little bit. I I, want to know how Ovi keeps it all like a a track of it all because he's got one for everybody on the team.
1: I mean, I've seen videos of like teachers who have different handshakes or hugs or whatever for like each of their students and and. People who can pull that. I could never do that. I never wouldn't be able to remember one of them, let alone. I remember I had one summer I was working and it was another it was a camper or a counselor who was like, we need to have our own handshake. And I was like, okay, cool. And I could never remember it. <laughs> could not do it. I just I can't pull that off. So props to him for doing that. But yeah, uh, other bit of news, it looks like John Carlson's back at practice in a regular practice jersey good to see it actually got revealed this past saturday he suffered a fractured skull and a partially severed temporal artery after he took that slap shot to the side of his head that is so frightening Mm -hmm. holy crap he said, my expectation to play is based off of putting myself in no harm right now versus in the year, next September, two Septembers from now, five Septembers from now. I'm not coming back if there's a risk of anything, whether that is now or in five years, that's when I'll be back. I think the major hurdles are behind me, certainly, and my expectation would be to play soon. So it sounds like he's coming back, but if he has, if there's an opportunity for him to you know, die, he's probably not going to play anymore, and I applaud him for that. Because there are things more important than hockey. Would that impact the team negatively? Yeah, he's a really good player. Does it free up a whole lot of cap space to maybe go sign someone in the offseason? Or trade for them? Also, yes. So, it's not, you know, it just, you don't want to see a player's career end by injury. Especially not when you get your head literally broken. So, I hope he's okay. I You know, if this means that he's not playing for the rest of this regular season... I don't think it's that big a deal because they suck. So it's not the worst thing for him to just wait until next September to play again. Let everything fully heal. Let him get plenty of rest. Maybe they can design a new helmet that protects you from getting hit in the freaking head with a
0: puck. And we'll go from there. Now, here's here's my question. There was talk of him playing against Columbus. Now there's talk of him playing against Chicago. So the return is... Is eminent, like there is potential. But I was going to save this for uh, around the NHL and beyond. But I'll just bring it up here, with the Caps not making the playoffs. They are going to be done early to mid-April. That means that for the first time in a very very long time, a lot of players will be available for the IIHF uh, World Championship. No, if, no, if no, if, no, I know, no, no, I no. If John Carlson's ready to no. go, could he go play for Team USA? He, yes. Should he? No. Oh. Now, do you think anyone else from this Caps team will go over and play in the World Championship? Obviously, uh, Ovechkin can't because he would be representing Russia and they're not allowed to play because they're a bunch of jerks. Um, but could we potentially see? T.J. Oshi, Could we see Tom Wilson? That's what I was kind of intrigued with. Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom have really only been playing since January. So they should be somewhat healthy and I don't think we've ever seen Tom Wilson on that kind of stage play before. So I'm kind of intrigued if these guys that are, are somewhat fresh would they go over and play in the World Championship? What do you think?
1: Um no not carlson i i mean dude your head got broken like take a break you know you're more than uh i mean this team is just with injuries this season like it's not even things where like the medical staff is not doing something they should be doing like like they're pulling hamstrings and things like dude got hit in the head with a puck and broke his head like take a break man backstrom If he's feeling all right, maybe. Wilson, yeah, he probably could go over there and play and get some more hockey under his belt. I just, no more injuries. Stop it. If you can go play in Hershey, go play in Hershey. You know, I want to see them make a nice long run in the playoffs uh, down there or up there because it's technically north of both of us. But otherwise, everyone else, like, just, just don't
0: get hurt. No, thank you. I bet you. We see, I'd like to see what Tom Wilson can do for Team Canada, but I'm thinking maybe like Martin Fehavari could go represent his country over in the World Championship. I don't know. I think we might see some Caps we've never seen before on an international stage uh, in May, and it'll be fun to see because um, you know we'll we'll be two months out of hockey at that point. So I don't know. We'll see. Anything else going on in Caps World? Uh no, I think that's it, man. All right, that's it for what's going on in Caps World. Now let's go down on the farm. All right, everybody, here we go. We're going down on the farm. We are talking Hershey Bears and South Carolina Stingrays and some collegiate news as well. Coach Dan, what's going on down on the farm? Let's start in Hershey, where the Bears went three and two with two wins over Lehigh
1: Valley and one against Rochester. The Bears are currently second in the Atlantic Division with 81 points, three back of first place Providence, though the Baby Bruins have played one more game than the Bears. They'll be back at it on Friday in Rochester before heading to Syracuse on Saturday. They then come home to the Giants Center to face Lehigh Valley on Sunday. Down in South Carolina the Stingrays went 4 and 2 with wins over Florida, two of them over Jacksonville and one against Savannah. They're currently first in the South wow. Division with 77 points, one up on second place which is currently a tie between Jacksonville and Florida. That sounds weird cuz Jacksonville's in Florida, but you know, sports. Yep. They'll be back at it this weekend hosting Maine at the North Charleston Coliseum on both Saturday and Sunday,
0: Maine. Do they always face Maine? I feel like you've never brought up Maine before.
1: Uh, I don't know. Now I feel like they're are they a new team this season. I don't remember. I I I, I, mentioned I honestly, them once
0: before. I never remember you saying Maine ever. I mean, we hear we hear like uh, the Everblades and all those other kind of teams, but
1: <laughs> they play Florida and Jack. I think it's because ECHL. They probably don't have as much money. Yeah, I think part of it is just due to the travel costs getting from South Carolina, and they're not flying. So, I would imagine. So, getting from South Carolina to Maine just sounds not fun on a bus. <laughs> so, I imagine, you know, that's why you play a lot of those, like, regional games.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I'm like, Maine? They're hosting Maine? When have they ever Maine, done that? The Maine,
1: the Maine, Bear knows, I was right. They do have pretty much an M and then a Triton.
0: Me. It looks like me. Their logo looks it like It does, me. actually.
1: Now that you said that, it does kind of look like me. In other Stingrays news, goalie Tyler Wall was named the ECHL goaltender of the week after posting a 3-0-0 record, a shutout against Savannah, and a 1.67 goals against average. So congratulations to him. Nice. In collegiate news, we have a few Caps prospects playing in this year's Frozen Four tournament. Via at Caps Prospects on Twitter, the Caps prospects in the Frozen Four. We got Minnesota defenseman Ryan Chesley, Harvard goalie Mitchell Gibson, and Quinnipiac goaltender Chase Clark. We'll be able to talk more about the Frozen Four later in the show. Brandon, that's what's going on down on the farm. Now let's go around the NHL and beyond.
0: All right, everybody, here we go. We're going around the NHL and beyond. Yes, the cap's not doing well, but so is everybody else is doing pretty well around the NHL and beyond. So let's talk about it. It's more entertaining than talking about how bad the Caps are right now. So, Coach Dan, catch us up. What's going on around the NHL and beyond? Well, let's start. There's, like, not much going on around the NHL anymore because the trade
1: deadlines passed. and Everyone's like, well, we're stuck with our roster, and if we're not good, (laughs) well, that's unfortunate. But we can start in Montreal where Nick Suzuki was fined $2,500 for cross-checking Florida's Anton Lundell. And St. Louis's Jordan Binnington was suspended for two games for roughing and unsportsmanlike conduct against Minnesota's Ryan Hartman. Did you see the video of this play? Yeah. Like, Bennington has got a temper. Yeah. Like, I get it. When you're a goalie and some dude comes up and hits you and, like, or clips you or whatever and you're mad and you take a swing at him, like, I get it. Like, when I played roller hockey in the past or, like, when I play soccer, if someone messes with the goalie, I get mad because, like, usually they're Almost in a defenseless position because they're focused on, you know, stopping the puck. Also, goalies are like got crap all over them. So it's hard to move. But like, you think he was like extra mad because not only did the dude clip him, but that he also scored and he was like, screw this. I'm going to go punch him in the face. Yeah, I'm sure that didn't help. And then Flurry tried to come down and fight him and then like the rest wouldn't let him do it. But like, Biddington, calm down, man. <laughs> like, you got scored on. Okay, stop the next one. Settle down. Anyways, let's move on. The women's NCAA Frozen Four tournament is over, and congratulations to the Wisconsin Badgers who defeated defending national champion Ohio State. I'm not calling them the Ohio State. They're too arrogant. (laughs) They beat them 1-0 for the 2023 Women's Hockey Championship. The 2023 NCAA Men's Hockey Tournament leading to their Frozen Four is now set. The top four seeds are Minnesota, Michigan, defending champions Denver, and Quinnipiac, they just keep being good because they want me to try and keep mispronouncing their freaking name. <laughs> the other teams featured in the tournament are Boston University, St. Cloud State, Harvard, or I should be Harvard, Harvard, Penn State, Harvard, Penn State, Ohio State. See, I didn't do it that time. Michigan Tech, Minnesota State, Western Michigan, Cornell, Merrimack, Colgate, and Kinesis? Kinesis? How do you say this one? I have no idea. <laughs> i'm moving on 16 well, team hold on,
0: hold on hold on let me ask you of those 16 teams who are you uh rooting for
1: oh i'm going for quinnipiac because i can't pronounce their name although <laughs> i feel like i'm doing it now that we like sounded it out in the notes i'm going you know what because my buddy went there and he's getting married this summer cornell you're going with cornell okay I'm going with cornell my buddy's getting married this summer he went to cornell i'm going cornell that's my favorite the 16-team field will compete in regional play this Thursday and Friday with the regional finals to be played on Saturday and Sunday. The Frozen Four will be at Amelie Arena in Tampa with the national semifinals on April 6th and the national championship on April 8th. Every game of the tournament will be, either, will be available on either ESPNU, which I still don't know who has that, ESPN News, does, isn't ESPN just news anyways, or ESPN2, and will be available to stream on the ESPN app. Wait, I have that. Can I can I watch it?
0: If yeah, I have ESPN yeah. Plus?
1: You got there ESPN you go. Plus. And thanks for that login there, Coach. You're gonna get me in trouble with Disney, man. Calm down. <laughs> right, edit that out. The Premier Hockey Federation Isabel Cup Championship matchup is set. The Toronto Six will be up against the Minnesota Whitecaps on Sunday, March 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on ESPN two at mullet arena. I still think it's funny that name on the campus of Arizona state university in Tempe, Arizona on Monday night in game three of the playoff semifinal series, Toronto beat the Connecticut whale in a three, nothing shutout victory. Minnesota eliminated the two time defending champion Boston pride
0: on Saturday night. If I remember correctly, the Boston pride were the Isabel cup champions of last year. So Big win for Minnesota to to knock out the defending no, you get, champs. You got to say it right Minnesota. Minnesota, don't you I know? I can't.
1: You do that so much better than I do. <laughs> in USA Hockey news, they announced that David Quinn, the head coach of the San Jose Sharks, he's been named head coach of the 2023 US Men's National Team for the upcoming IIHF Men's World Championship in Tampere, Finland and Riga, Latvia this May. And finally, the IIHF announced that Russia and Belarus have been banned from all events next year. That's the news from the past week in the NHL and beyond. All right,
0: Coach Dan, well, is that the show? That's it, buddy. Let's wrap it up. I got to go have dinner. All right, well, if you'd like to continue the conversation with Coach Dan or I, please Follow us over on Twitter. You can follow me at Brando Cash. Tell me who I should be rooting for, for the Frozen Four. I'm not a big college hockey guy, but I'm going to check out the Frozen Four this season. I'm uh, Actually, I have a friend that uh, works at Boston University, so I'll be cheering on the Terriers. Go Terriers. So, uh, yeah, let me know what other games should I be really tuning into and maybe watch some of those Caps prospect games as well. So you can follow me on Twitter at Brando Cash. Coach Dan, where can people tweet to you at? You
1: can find me on Twitter at WTPCoachStan, talking all kinds of Capitals-related stuff, including how they st- and how they don't play well at all. You can also find me on there talking about Arsenal Football Club, top of the table. Hopefully keep that up.
0: I'll be about talking about
1: whales. No, he's going to be talking about the animal, not football because he doesn't watch it. Anyways, you can also find other kinds of football. You can to talk me uh, talking about the Bills, the Commanders with a pending sale. Sounds like any minute now we're going to be hearing or day or week or month or something along those lines. We'll be hearing about it. Apparently some other dude, a Canadian guy, just jumped into the mix of wanting to buy the team. Um, I don't care as long as it's not Dan Snyder. But it looks like Josh Harris is going to be the guy. Um, Magic Johnson is now a part of the uh, Josh Harris bid as well as some other people. I, you know what? I love the idea of a local guy because maybe he'll change the team and put the colors back and the jerseys back to what they used to be. Because those are great. Team name was just you know, a little racist, and uh, they had a, a D-bag for an owner. But that's finding me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan. But, hey, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash It's where we'll post when new shows are coming out, as well as all sorts of other things related to the Washington Capitals, Hershey Bears, South Carolina Stigrays, the Hershey Cubs. And other things related to the national hockey league or things that Brandon finds funny. That's facebook.com slash what the puck pod. But Brandon moments ago, I was talking about the bills, the commanders you were talking about football, though not the kind you use your hands for unless you're a goalie. But if, Hey, if someone happens to be a fan of a certain purple clad team based out of Baltimore, is there a podcast they should listen to?
0: That's right. You can check out my Baltimore Ravens podcast called "The Call." That's right. We cover all things Baltimore Ravens. If you listen to last week's show uh, of the Call, it actually—I, I, to be honest, I feel as if it was my personal best interview i've ever conducted uh we had two baltimore ravens playmakers on the show talking about the playmakers program that uh has been retired it is no longer happening uh unfortunately i was a big fan of the playmakers and uh we talked to uh two of them about what their experience was representing the team so check out my baltimore ravens podcast called the call and if you'd like to send me other football jerseys like uh Uh, uh, one of our fans did from overseas, I will take them. So please let us know uh, you're a fan of the call or what the puck. Now we do this show for free. You listen, stream, and download for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm overcast google podcast spotify facebook and youtube all we ask in return is for you to please spread the word about the show write us an apple podcast review rate us over on spotify and let people know on facebook and twitter and tumblr and pinterest and instagram and reddit and snapchat and twitch and tiktok and and discord and and hive anywhere you're social on the web i saw what's his name uh zach snyder still uses vero tell people over on vero that uh we're a podcast they should listen to I I I quit Vero, so I don't know if Famous. I don't know what that is. It's it's apparently the only thing Zack Snyder likes to use. So I don't know but let everybody know. I'm a Washington Capitals fan. I listen to What the Puck and you should too. So let's go over the games until we talk again. Coach Dan and I are still trying to figure out our schedules for next week so I'm just going to give you the next four games. I don't know when we're going to come back and do a show but we shall see. Uh, On Thursday, March 23rd, the Capitals are in D.C. up against the Blackhawks. That game is on NBC Sports Washington and it starts at 7 o'clock. Then the Caps travel to Pittsburgh and go up against those pesky penguins on march 25th on saturday night in pittsburgh against the penguins eight o'clock start you can watch that one on espn plus or on abc broadcast tv and then on wednesday march 29th the capitals are up against the islanders that game is in dc it's wednesday night rivalry night Game starts at 7.30, and you can watch that nationally on TNT. And then on Thursday, the Capitals travel down to Florida up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You can watch that game on NBC Sports Washington locally, and it starts at 7 o'clock. All right, Coach Dan, well, will we see back-to-back games? Our number one goaltender, he is out right now with an injury. Will we see Charlie Lindgren in both of these games, or will we see the backup from Hershey for one of them?
1: We've not actually seen this in terms of the possibility of Kemper. Is Kemper going to be back in time? I don't know. I think if I'm the Caps, and let's say Kemper's back for one of these, um, I would have him in Tampa because you give him that extra day to rest um, and continue his, his rehabilitation. So I think if he's ready, then yeah. Otherwise I think you do play Lingren in both. You don't see Fukale at all. All right. So if he's not, yeah, maybe against the Islanders, maybe you see, well, uh, I think part of it plays in terms of how they do against Chicago and Pittsburgh, because if they lose both of those games and it looks like there's just no chance of them making the playoffs, they've fallen further away. Then yes, I think we definitely could see and, and Kemper's not ready, we could see Zach fucale If they win both those games or one of them and they're still, like, right in the hunt, especially if they beat Pittsburgh, then I could see Lindgren playing both if Kemper's not ready.
0: Why did we see Fukale during the COVID year? Did both of them have COVID or was one Everybody of Everybody
1: was. He played for a while. Everybody was injured.
0: So both goaltenders were or injured.
1: Injured and COVID or COVID and COVID or Okay. I was just, couldn't
0: remember. Couldn't remember. I know it was a big ordeal to get his family there to see his first NHL game because they had to cross, you know, state lines or I think were they based in Canada and they had to come to the U.S.? I don't remember, but it was a big deal to get that family there to see his first NHL game. But anyway, that's it for What the Puck this week. Everybody say it loud, say it proud. Let's go, Caps.
1: This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman, voiceover by Sarah Jacks. For more information, go to
0: BrandoCash.com.